Hello, it's episode three of the radio podcast, and I have with me Shivneel Reddy, and he, he just made a really good joke about, uh, and I asked him if he was ready, and he said that was his last name. So, of course, I'm ready, so, yeah. <laughs> Don't use that accent. <laughs> Why not? It sounds sexy. How's it going, Shivneel? Uh, it's all good. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going really well. You have to talk closer okay. to the, oh, the snowball. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> didn't want to, like, you know. What's, what's going on with, with uh, students? council and activities and clubs and me do we yes okay so um me do we has started their candy cane gram sales uh we started on december 2nd and we're st- uh we're gonna stop selling on december 11th and we're gonna start making your candy cane gram messages and all that and we're gonna be delivering them on december 14th Ooh, i hope i get one yes so you can uh come and buy some candy cane grams uh this week and next week uh for your loved ones like you know your little bromances and romances and everything and yeah <laughs> anything else um also uh we're doing toys for tekra so if you have any old toys or just like to donate any toys or anything uh we'll send them off to tekra um uh uganda so our so our primary school in uganda and also uh grad photos grad photos are happening from the december 9th to the 19th i mean the 11th so, grads, don't forget your appointments, or you will have to pay a fine. Not fun. A fine? Yes, a fine. Really? A cancellation fine. Really? Yes. Is it, like, it, it's a lot? I think it's $35. Oh, I'm not my sure. gosh. Or is it $20? I don't know. Wow. So, you're going to have to lose money anyway. <laughs> and dress up nicely. Yes, Appropriately. Obviously. And also, uh, we might be having some hot chocolate sales along the way in December. A lot of hot chocolate sales, by the way. Uh, it is December. It's getting cold. And, yep, a lot of committees do want to have chocolate sales. I love coming to school with the, with the tree. Did you, have you seen the tree in the foyer? The tree? Oh, my God. The, the tree, tree with the lights mm-hmm. dim and the, really? the Christmas lights and then hot chocolate to add mm-hmm. to it. That's just totally crazy. Christmas. Especially when you're here really late at night, like me, myself, and I. <laughs> um, the Christmas tree looks really nice in the dark. Do you just the sit, sit on the floor waiting for presents? Yep, pretty much oh. waiting for Santa. <laughs> yes, Santa's coming. <laughs> yes. Also, uh, Mirui will be having our cupcake sale decoration sale kind of thing. So come in front of the library or we might be having it somewhere else. I'm not sure to prevent mess. So yeah, um, we'll be having that soon in December. So you can come and decorate your own cupcakes. That's that. Christmas assembly is coming up too. Yes, Christmas last assembly. Day. Yes, last day. Of Kiss a fish. Kiss a fish. And your nominees are uh, Miss Kyle, Mr. Turpin, Miss Harrison, and your graduate nominee is Ty Stadel. Who's winning right now? Uh, at the moment, I believe uh, Mr. Turpin is winning with Turpin. A, yes, he's new, been doing lots of promotion. I see him in the hallway all the time, getting kids to try yeah. to get some money in yeah he does he, a good job of he that. really wants to win he really wants to kiss yes. the fish so does ty stadel yes do you guys know what kind of fish you have yet uh we're not we actually have no idea like he talked about he talked to us about some fish apparently there's this one fish that goes into its prey and it just crawls up their uh, the rear end and it eats them from the inside what I don't know what it's called. I think it's called a hagfish. Oh, a hagfish? Is that what it's called? Oh. No, no, it's probably not a hagfish. I don't know, really. It has a big mouth. It looks ugly. Oh, nobody <laughs> wants to kiss a hagfish. It's disgusting. I didn't, yeah. Definitely. It's slimy. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a hagfish. But Maybe we should, get, we should get a hagfish. A hagfish? Let's do that. Oh, too, oh man. If I knew I was going to get a hagfish, I would have nominated you, too. No, no, yeah. no, no, no way. So, uh, Shivy, anything else? 
Um, yes, there is. Uh, grade 8 boys match uh, with Siakam Secondary School and Grade 8 girls match with Siakam Secondary School and also our senior boys match versus Archbishop Carney. So, awesome. Yeah. We've got some good teams this year. Yes, Should we do. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of the Grade 8 boys playing. Uh, we have some very promising young athletes coming along the way in Delview. And also for uh, Student Council Spirit Week, uh, we'll be having uh, a pajama day, a formal day, a ugly Christmas sweater day, and I believe a... I don't know what the last one is. Wait a second. <laughs> Just give me do you one. have an ugly Christmas sweater? I actually do not have an ugly I Christmas I don't have sweater. one. I'm going to have to make one. Yeah. I think I saw some at International. I'm going to start knitting. Yeah. Yeah. Take up. Uh, Miss Lee Heinsen is having a, is doing a knitting club, so you can join her. Why don't you? Uh, fundraised by PAC. You know, <laughs> you're just, you're the promo guy. I am the promo you guy. You seem to know what's going on at yes, the school. Yes, that's my thing. And now everybody else knows. Yes, now everybody else knows. All and right. Thank you, Shivy. Thank you, Mr. Kung. All right. High five. Mr. Hoskin is here, and here's Jeevan as well, Jeevan Johal. Hi, I'm Jeevan Johal. <laughs> and you, I heard you're, you, you play the piano. Yes, I've been playing for a long time now. When did, you, when did you get started on that? I started in about late kindergarten to grade one. Kindergarten? Yeah. No kidding. So you had a piano when you started? Uh, well, what we, they ha- at my school, they have uh, small keyboards, kind of like the synthesizers you see on uh, concerts, and we just rented one for the first few years. Oh, wow. So it was, a, was it a full-size? Like, no, it was no. probably like 40 keys, so half of a regular piano. Okay. So that's how you got your start? Yeah, no pedal, just one sound and zero volume. <laughs> <laughs> so now, when you... When you did those, did you take piano lessons or was it in, in school that you did this? I took piano lessons outside of school. Okay. So uh, was there anybody else that was musical in your family? Um, my brother played piano. And I, he doesn't, like, he knows how to play, but he doesn't actually play anymore. Because I always wonder about that, like, how, how it starts for people. Right. Um, sometimes it's a musical family and, and right. you know, because my brother did it or my yeah. sister did it, I'm going to do it as well. Um, but and your brother's older than you, right? No, my brother's younger. Oh, than he's me. younger. So you were the first one. I was the first really one in your family. We started at the same time. Yeah. He's younger than me, but I carried on. I've carried on for longer than he has. I see. Yeah. So sometimes, like, I'm a parent, and I've got uh, my kids in violin, and my my daughter's probably gonna play the cello pretty okay. soon, and she's three years old. Those are some really cool instruments. Yeah. yeah. Lovely instruments. Um, but. Uh, I always wonder, like, how people, um, as a parent, you know, you kind of throw them into different right. situations and see how they react to it and whether they enjoy it or not. And you obviously carried on. Your brother, I guess, didn't uh, yeah. take to it. Um, so how did you how did you sustain that over time? How did you keep interest? Um, was it something that you 
just enjoy every time you play or were there those moments where you know when you practice it's like oh, I don't want to do this anymore um well my brother wanted to quit like I, we did it from grade one to grade five I just I kind of stuck to like the Royal Conservatory of Music's program I guess you could say with quotation yeah, yeah, marks I did that too so yeah. it's kind of like okay in grade one I'm doing year one piano year two piano year three piano and so we kind of did that we had a uh we had a couple of books, and basically what we did was we kind of followed a checklist to say, all right, so I've learned this much, and I applied these techniques in these songs, so now I can move up to a higher level of playing piano. And we did that all the way up to grade six, and then finally, I believe it was in grade, when my brother was in grade eight, so, no, not grade eight, last year, my brother quit, but I kept on continuing. and. After grade seven, so year seven piano, grade seven piano, I kind of said, I'm not really going to follow the whole, like, every year I move up. I'm just going to start working on my own pieces now. And it was in grade seven that I got the idea to start writing my own songs. So in grade seven, you started writing grade your own seven. pieces. And what were some of those um, pieces like? How, how did you, like, it's, it takes something to be empowered to actually create your own stuff, right? Right. Like, um... To, to play a piece of music, you can, especially with Royal Conservatory, it's all about reading music and mm -hmm. technique and practicing something until you're, you've perfected it. Um, but to actually um, take a step back or you know, take a look at how you could actually create music is totally different. How did you get into that? Um, well, Bradley Lambert and I, we, we, the first song we composed was in grade 8. And so I got the idea in grade seven, but I didn't actually put it into anything until grade eight. And basically what happened was I heard a, like a song from my favorite video game and I tried to replay it, uh -huh. but I guess I had waited too long. I played something different that sounded almost like it. And I liked the sound of it. And I said, all right, now I've got something of my own and I'm going to put some more of my own elements into it to make it longer and to make it more song-like. Mm -hmm. So you... You waited too long, meaning you kind of forgot, I forgot what it sounded like. I forgot like. what it sounded like. <laughs> I see. So, and then you ended up just kind of improvising and right. adding some, some stuff to it. So and you they played with... practiced it right here in yeah. this room. Oh, you remember that? Back room yeah, room. I remember it. And you went in a, a competition. competition. And uh, we got first place. Wow. I, yeah. I didn't know about that. No. So Bradley, who played Lambert. the guitar? Yeah, he played the electric guitar. he's a guitar, guitar. guy. Yeah, yeah. electric okay. guitar. And I played the, he played like the solo and the main melody, mm -hmm. and I just played the bass line. So what was, uh, what video game was it? What was the bass? Uh, it was supposed to be from Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Okay. And so the original was supposed to sound like this. It's like... But what I ended up doing was... kind of started like it was the same chord progression going from D and down like that but I ended up making the melody different and so it became its own song from there Wow so that was your your first real piece um, and then I guess after the winning the award and all of that yeah. probably helped you you know get really empowered to make more stuff it, right it, I realized I can do I can take anything almost and, and not I wouldn't, like, I, copying, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say the style, 
mm-hmm. and then creating something within that style. Because when I when I first heard you, well, I heard you back in grade eight when you were right, playing with the, the band. band, right? Yes. That was in grade eight. Um, but I remember, was it last year or the year before? No, it was last year at the famine. Yeah, at the famine, yes. Right. I heard you play a piece, and I was like, I swore it sounded like a Russian composer. It had that kind of um, a feel to it. Right. Um, kind of folksy, almost jazzy elements to it. Uh, and I was like, so I asked you afterwards, I was like, who, who wrote this? I'm thinking, you know, one right. of the Russians, one of the Russians. Yeah. And you were like, I made this myself. Right. I was so surprised. And I was like, oh, I got to interview this kid. So um, after that, that first song you composed, um, how, did you, how do you write your other songs? Because that first one came from a video game, which you forgot about. Right. And then you kind of made it up. Um, how do you go about creating a piece? Um, well, a lot of times, I, I'm into country music and a few other genres away from country music. And so I, I like the style of it. And so I'll try to come up with a beat that would almost be representative of that style. And sometimes it's just something like looking at a picture, you know, like if I look at like a picture of like, I don't know, a desert landscape, you know, there's like the flat, like the flat barren sand with like an occasional cactus and I'll come up with something like So it's kind of like the like how you would feel in that situation, but also like I don't know. There's just something about I, I look at the desert and I think like I put it into music. I I can't really explain it. You know? Nice. So there's a lot of different places you would start from because different people start with different places. Like you said, some with the beat, some with the chord progression, some with a scrap of tune or something right. like that. So is there any one of those that's more for you or? Well, it's, I guess I come up with the music and then I picture where that music would happen. So that would be something like in the desert, but maybe somewhere in Siberia, it's more like... Because in there, I see like... like Kind of like the Red Army marching through the, See, the cold winter. This is why it sounds Russian because yeah. you're thinking Russia all I'm, the time. <laughs> not all the time. I mean, <laughs> or if it was faster, it could be Cossack dancing. Yeah, know? yeah, it's got kind of that folk sound, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so a lot of your music comes from like landscapes or visualizations. Now, what about the the technique? Because you've got. Like like I said, you've got a bit of jazz to you, right. and I guess some of it is Royal Conservatory, so you can thank them. Yeah. Um, but how did you how did you pick up all these different elements, these uh, tools in your toolbox to throw into a piece? Um, I've got to say, it's through it's through doing technique. Mm-hmm. You know, like doing staccato scales. So like, I don't know, something like that maybe, or do practicing slurs. So like. And it's also the way, like, I manipulate the pedal. So, like, if I wanted to do a slide, it might, without a pedal, it might sound like But then through practice, I can learn to do something like So I can get that, like, I'm, you know, I work into, like, the smoother transitions. Now, how, is some of that self-taught? 
or yeah. some of that like the slide is self-taught mm -hmm. but like the staccato i've learned through doing different types of technique have you had different teachers along the way that you worked with um, or only up to like grade seven all all the way up to grade like i'd say five or six okay. i had different teachers because i was in like you know group classes and every year you know you move up a level so the group changes teacher who teaches it changes kind of like when you go from uh science 10 in mr joe hall's room to bio 11 in Miss right. chow's room right so it changed like the teachers are specific to what they teach right but then we got to um grade seven piano and it it's really segmented so like the first five years are kind of we call them color years because it's like year one is red year two so we kind of follow a little rainbow pattern there years five to seven are intermediate and then seven to twelve i believe are intermediate or seven to nine ish is intermediate and then ten to twelve is advanced so we cut it up into sections and then within each section there's usually certain teachers and I, I was fortunate enough to get the same teacher every year within that seven to nine range. Right. So a lot of it, I mean, some of the basic stuff came from those teachers, but a lot of it you actually came up with yourself just by sitting at the piano or did you, I mean, did you go and look at other performances or YouTube video which, right. videos, which is common nowadays? Yeah, I, um, I like, like if I hear a sound, I like. First, I'll go to YouTube, make sure it's not copyrighted, right? Because I don't, you know, plagiarism's not <laughs> right. good. I'll listen and I'll listen to that sound. And if it sounds the same, then I'll think, all right, where can I keep the bass, but also change it so that it's something new? So, like, mm -hmm. I might hear something like. And I'll really like that bass line. So then I'll take it somewhere else, like. So I can take something that was like, and then make it, and so it's got the same style, but it's something different. So it's mm -hmm. my own composition in that sense. Right. Um, so with that, like if you are, if you're thinking about creating a piece, you start off with different um, styles and maybe thoughts of like a vision of a landscape or right. whatever you're doing um does that carry through through all the piece like I, I just wonder when you're composing do you think of a story or yeah sometimes i work? think of a story and like it depends like certain things might be happening on in the background so it'll be like up here and then the main action is down here and kind of like the underlying plot will be in to I would hit the G key, but it's broken. So. <laughs> in that range. Let's get a new string for that, Mr. Hoskin. <laughs> it's down there. It's Anybody down there. want it's to in, donate it's a piano? We just have to pull it all the it, way up. It's in the bottom of the piano. Maybe a listener has a spare piano. We're looking for pianos, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and not the 40 key version. No, not the no. 40 key, no pedal, no volume. 88. Okay. Count 88. Count them. Yep. 88 or more. 87 <laughs> is not good enough. <laughs> all right. So. What kind of things are you currently working on um, fine-tuning or um, getting better at? Right now, to, I'm, I'm just looking at getting into more styles because mm -hmm. I've written a multiple country songs now and I've done a couple of other genres 
And so I'm starting to feel like I don't want to become like a repeat of my own self. I want to keep it fresh, original. So you I'm gonna move on before you get that country accent too much. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna get that country accent. You know? oh, no, no, you already have. But yeah, um, too late. Yeah, I guess it's too late. That's what Johnny Cash has done to me. <laughs> but I want I want to keep it fresh. You know. Okay. Even though they say country's dead or that new stuff isn't what it used to be, I want I want fresh ideas. A lot of the stuff I've heard from you sounds very classical, like even the one that you performed at Live at Lunch, which you said you made up on the spot, Yeah, I, which was surprising. Um, and that, that seemed like a full piece to me. Like the way I put a composition together is I have a bunch of ideas mm -hmm. and I find a way to blend them together. And so each idea has its own like its own story or idea and so then the whole then it you know and you, you have to think of a way to end it as yeah. well <laughs> so I, I find a way otherwise to it just keeps the live at lunch yeah. could go on it for could go hours. on it could go on for hours but i just right. find a way to tie it all together right and then each different segment brings its own piece into the story so I think Mr. Hoskins motioning you to to play a piece what, probably what about, right what is that what you're yeah. Yeah. waving your hands yeah, around what about it <laughs> all right so here's um a song that I heard a couple days ago, and so I've added, I've like it's it's by an old country artist, and I've added my own tweaks into it. But basically, it's it's just like this, like. It's written to have lyrics, so if I kept on doing the same thing, it wouldn't sound as good, and I can't really sing, to be honest. You, you need to you need to get to a saloon fast, yeah, and <laughs> put that tip jar out and, and all of that. Do you, have you ever thought of you know uh, playing at a hotel or playing at some some place where you a just busking? Just busking, yeah. <laughs> well, carry the piano around. This last this recent summer that just passed. We went, I, I was on a soccer team and we went to Spain, Barcelona, Spain, and there's right. a little coastal town called Salou, and we stayed at a hotel there, and every day we drive into Barcelona, but, I mean, everybody's out at the pool having fun, and the day we landed in Spain, we went to the hotel, I was looking at the itinerary and some of the, um, like, some of the accommodations the hotel had, and I saw a piano room. And a couple of teammates of mine, they played the piano too. So we're like, oh, all three of us will just nice. move on right down to the piano room. And it was, it was a very nice piano. Yeah, places I've been in Europe, they actually have pianos out on the street sometimes. And I think Vancouver's had... We do, yeah. yeah. Vancouver, a Canada place. Well. 
Canada Play still and, has pianos. you know, right? a big sign that says, play me. Yeah. And I was in the train station in uh, Amsterdam a year, just over a year ago, a big grand piano and a guy sitting there playing away, gorgeous stuff, you know. Right. So it, it brings music into our daily lives a lot more, yes. which, which is great, I think. The way Ms. Johnson has been having her students paint all around the school, right? Uh -huh. Paint the Why have plain vanilla walls when you can have beautiful scenes and right. inspiring stuff yeah. on it. It's nice art, you know. I mean, down by the gym, uh, there's that nine and three quarters. Yeah, uh, I see that. I, I actually don't like it because as a first responder, <laughs> I've got a feeling a lot of people are going to be running into walls now trying to go to Just Hogwarts. Just looking at that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, thinking, I see what you mean. Maybe I can get through the wall. Get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh boy. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's what was behind the live at lunch as well, just to bring music more out into the school and into people's lives. Yeah, that, it's been terrific to have that yeah. because you get all sorts of people performing. Although you're starting to see some of the, the same people the same over people. again. Like, how would you, because I've talked to some people with, you know, whether it's singing talent or some other instrument right. or ukulele or some, something, Guitar, right? ukulele, drums. Because um, it takes something in them to want to uh, present that to the world right. and it takes a bit of I don't know a push or um, some smaller performance that they've done before they can take that high-risk thing especially mm -hmm. in a high school mm -hmm. yeah right you're not all of a sudden oh I can sing in the shower so now I'm gonna go out in front of you know <laughs> 700 50 kids. people or 700 kids yeah. and, and just perform like that it really takes something to do that um, like, how did you, where did you find your moment um, where you felt that, okay, now I can, now I feel confident enough to, to show it to the world? Um, at, at my piano school, when I, back when I was in, like, the piano years one to five-ish, um, every year at the end, we would have our own little concerts within the class. So it's like, if there were seven kids, we'd all have worked on a piece throughout the entire year and we just perform it for our classmates. And then it started to become, all right, everybody in the grade will perform for each other. And then before you know it, you're performing in front of an actual musician, whether he has worked with people in the field or a lady who has her PhD in piano and studies of music. And so you just, we just kind of worked our way up there to the point where it's like, all right, I can get in front of somebody who has an infinite knowledge of music, I can play in front of them, I will get feedback and that will help me grow. Have you ever, like, I, I, I still play with my son once in a while, he plays violin, and sometimes I accompany him on the piano, and I still, to this day, I still get really nervous, before, just like the moments before I go up there with him, more nervous than he does, because he's a kid, he doesn't know, I mean, he no, gets it, nervous, yeah. but it's not like... It's not know. like it's a ruining move of his yeah, career. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe it's either because I know too much, or I'm just, um, I don't know what it is, it's, um, you know, I don't, I always try to put myself in a position where I put myself out there, and usually good things happen, either you learn from the situation, or... Um, you, you shine, um, and so, you know, when I when I go out there, I'm always afraid I might 
completely mess it up? Even if I've practiced it and I know I've got it, do you have those moments where you're just playing? And... All the time. Yeah. I mean, even practicing on my headphones, mm-hmm. like sometimes the sound leaks through the headphone. I'm like, oh my goodness, can my mom and dad hear me right now? You know, they'll <laughs> hear me goofing around making the worst noises you'd ever hear. Uh-huh. But when I, when I did my RCM exams, I went in there, I was sweating bullets i mean i was totally terrified I'm like oh my goodness you know those are nerve-wracking those are very nerve-wracking and this i'm sitting there in front of a lady who's gonna mark me and i need 70 percent to pass and i'm thinking oh my goodness but the thing is they're they're really nice about it you know yeah. it's not like oh you failed you've done wrong it's like you know what you, you were so close you just need to practice this and this and you'll be on your way and so you know it's kind of the attitude they have towards you it's more comforting it's kind of saying all right here's where you messed up but Here's where you can improve. And it, for me, it used to, I used to think, oh my goodness, I have to impress my parents. But, for, but now that I write, it's where can I improve? Where can I take these ideas he's given me and take them even further? Mm-hmm. And so how do, you, how do you sustain the... I mean, you naturally... Well, you've gotten to the point where you really enjoy what you're doing. Plus now you're creating your own stuff, which is even better. Um, but what do you say to, to people who are kind of Nervous discouraged or they, they get to a point where it's like, oh, I have to practice scales again, um, and it becomes a chore? Um, or even, uh, like, if I think about um, some people who have talked to me about this, they, they did RCM, and right. it got to the point where they were p- playing music they didn't really like. Right. Um, so that was the jumping-off point for them. It was like, that's enough. I don't want to do this anymore. And somebody actually told me, you know, it's better when they switch teachers to somebody who did jazz and right. all sorts of other stuff. I think you kind of have to find where you Where you, where you fit enjoy in, where you enjoy else, it, right? right. Um, that, that's unfortunately what happened to my brother. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just stopped enjoying it, I guess. I mean, he was doing the Beatles. He loved the Beatles, but right. he just kind of got bored of practicing it, you know? And I mean, I, I got bored of practicing it, too. I'm not going to diss any genres here, but I, right. I'm just saying, like, when, I, when my teacher gave me a piece, it's kind of like, all right, well, I'm not really, I'm not feeling it, you know? Like, I'm not seeing it happen. I'm not getting the mood for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I went to composition. It's like, instead of taking sheets and trying to put the life into it, I create the life of the music. Right. And, that, and that's why I like composition. The other thing is, if I mess up, I can say it was purposeful. <laughs> I, I, I can say, yeah, I was supposed to hit that instead of a... Hello? Testing? All right. I, okay. So, like... So, so what happened here was Jeevan hit a special key on your piano. Is that yeah. what it is? It's a prepared um, piano. So. Yeah, yeah, the, and the, the certain, I guess, the frequency of sound coming from that string destroyed my uh, garage band recording. <laughs> so let's not touch that key All again. Right, I'll stay away from. I'll, maybe and I'll, he can <laughs> say that's what I intended right, to do. Very good. Yeah. So we're back. We're back. Uh, what were you saying, Jeevan? So, like I said, if I'm writing, if I write my own song, if I actually hit this note instead of this note, I can say it was all intended. Right. Just a little tension that's going to resolve. Yes, anytime just now. something that's True. built up, but it is supposed to resolve. Well, I know, uh, like jazz players say, there is no wrong note. No, there is no <laughs> you wrong. You just note. you play it, and then you make something out of it. So um, you obviously are able to do some improv. A lot of improv. Now, how how do you? I always wondered, like, 
having some classical training, eight years of it, and then before I quit, um, how do you get into improv? Because I always, like, I, I'm kind of stuck to the page. I have to have some notes. I have to, I can try to make some stuff up, but how do you get to the point where you can play all those different styles and different uh, um, um, sounds? Uh, basically, it's about knowing the structure. So, mm-hmm. like, if it's C major, it's like... And then, like, it'll do that for four beats. And it'll be like... That might be, like, a bar that I'm given. And then to improvise, I'll keep the same length for each key. So I'll keep four beats for... And then four. And then one, two, three, four. But... I'll change the melody so it'll be like So I'm keep I'm keeping the same actual so it's still for four beats, four beats and then four beats, but I'm putting a different melody in. You're just it. you're putting some flourishes in between. Right. I'm right. spicing it up, you know. So, uh, would you say that um, if you want to become a good improviser, um, know your scales, know, know your know keys, your, know your keys, know, know your chords. That, like I can take F and make it into C. It'll be like. Facilio to the gym, please. Facilio to the gym. So instead of going from F to G, just. That doesn't sound as natural. I can take it and go, and so I've still gone from the first one, which is F to G. Okay. Through uses of progression. Chord I see. Progression. So, do you uh, do you practice doing transitions as well from one key to the next? Yeah, and... there are different transitions. Like you can go from C, the fifth note of C is G, the fifth note of G is D, and then. by going from the fifth note of each scale, so one, two, three, four, five, I can go. So I'm just hopping from the same interval and I can end up at the same place. And nice. you can take that and you can make lots of it. Right. So do you play any other instruments, Stephen? Um, I would, I, I play the guitar, uh-huh. but what I do with the guitar is I, I don't compose on it. I just like to play along to my favorite songs. And so I just, I'll go on to like lyrics.com or chords, chordsandnotes.com or any generic site like that. And I'll just look up the chords to it. And from practicing, looking up how to do the chords online and playing the guitar string and trying to match it up to the actual piano. So I'll sit on the piano, I'll sit at the piano with a guitar in my lap and I'll play it so that I can get my fingers into the easiest position while still following the same Oh, I see. Here. And so yeah. I just look up the chords, I play the chords, and that's pretty much it. Do you, f- do you find that um, knowing the piano well helped you with learning other instruments as well? Definitely, because yeah. I know like their semitone is kind of like a half step up, so it's like that's one semitone, and two semitones make a tone, right? So one semitone, two semitones, and that makes a whole tone. And so putting that onto the guitar where there's frets, I know that if I go four frets up, now I'm onto the second string, so it's the same range, right. and I can use that to my advantage. Awesome. So what is, 
a day in the life of you like like <laughs> I know when I was taking piano lessons or I, I'm practicing with my son now he does violin like for at least half an hour to 45 minutes every day like what is do you have now that you're not taking lessons I still take lessons oh you still take I lessons. still take lessons but the lessons are very personal right so it's kind of right. like we'll work on what I feel like working on you know I'll mm -hmm. say okay I want to make this happen but I'm not sure how we'll work on that it's not oh, nice. like we're gonna follow a checklist so I can get to the next grade I'm not really worried about the grade level system anymore I'm just kind of like I want to be able to I want to not know everything I want to be able to work on certain points not just the whole general step you you finished what grade nine or um I finished grade Ten? yeah I finished grade nine I grade believe nine. it was okay so this is not this is not RCM anymore no this is I'm, I'm taking music lessons and I'm I'll you've got a coach basically basically yeah okay it's not like I'm in, an, if I compare it to soccer, it's not like I'm in a soccer academy where it's like week one we'll learn this, week two we'll learn this. It's kind of like being on a team. It's like we'll, we'll work on this at practice because that's what we need most and then we'll apply it to the game, which will be a performance. Right. So what is your daily practice like? It's actually very random. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, like if I have free time, I'll just sit down and start playing anything. Right. It might be a song that I've heard song that I've come up with or I'll just be trying something new. Right. That's, that's kind of what I yeah. do. <laughs> it's anywhere yeah. from two minutes I'll sit down I'll play something and be like, okay, I'll quickly hit record, play it again, and then save yeah. it for a later time or I'll, or I'll sit down for hours on end and just keep on playing and perfecting an entire piece. Well, an interesting thing somebody told me once was that if you, you know how like guitars, some people put it in the case and he said that always leave it out out of the case. Always leave it lying around, and that way, you know, you'll you'll engage with it more, right? So piano, I always leave open with sheet music everywhere. Um, it's in the it's basically in our kitchen area. So whenever I'm near there, I just want to sit down and, and do that. Um, right. Same thing with my son. He's got a violin stand, so sometimes he'll just pick it up. So um, that's that's kind of interesting to. Uh, an interesting theory that you know if you have it out there then maybe even just touching it once in a while maybe you might get into it if i've got nothing to do i'll be like okay well i thought i heard i, I heard something that sounded really good mm -hmm. and so i'll just quickly sit down and see what it sounds like i like i mean many people will say oh you must have a beautiful grand at your house you know like this <laughs> wonderful eight foot long grand with the 88 keys you know and the finest tuning and all that and to tell you the truth, I, I have a digital piano, so mm -hmm. I have I, it has different sounds on it. I can. It's put, weighted. It's it it's not weighted. It's not weighted. It, it's not weighted. Oh wow! But, but school and my piano school, those are the only times I've ever touched a weighted piano. Right. And w when I'm at home, my piano it's got it, it's got like I can put in background sounds. I can put two sounds together. I've got a few mixers on it. Not, but there's so many more pianos with such, like with more nice, nicer um, features on it, and I I probably have one of the low end pianos. But you can still do. I mean, obviously, you still are yeah. able to it, do it what you matter, need to do with it. It doesn't matter what sounds it can make. It matters what sounds I can put into it. Right, or the sound that you hear in your head. Yeah, sometimes I'll just be walking by, you know, there's a nice sound I hear in my head, and I'm like, gotta save it because school isn't out for another four hours. Right. <laughs> 
So uh, any things uh, you're working on in the future? Like, w what do you plan to, to do as your next project? Are you working on something right now that you're, you're composing and writing down? I, I don't write down my music. You don't write down I, music? I should. And everybody in my life's told me, you gotta write it down or you'll forget, but I don't write it down. And I don't know if it's a flaw or a perk, uh -huh. because I, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I forgot it, I can't remember it. Uh -huh. And then sometimes I'll remember it, but it'll have it'll sound differently than before, and it might sound better than before. And I would never have thought of it if I hadn't tried to remember it so desperately. But you did say you're recording some of your ideas as they come. Yeah, out, my right? piano so has like a digital record on it. I just press the record button, and it'll save it to like a memory stick in my piano, I guess. So it's preserved that way. I preserve some of it on my piano. Could you not uh, take that as well and put it into the software, and Finale. it'll print out uh, some sheet music or something? Like that? I don't know. Like it's not like I have a USB plugged into my oh, piano. It's it's internal memory. I, I don't know if it's extractable or not. Find yeah. out if it has a MIDI on it. Yeah. A MIDI jack. We can get it yeah. out into the computer. I've looked at it, and there's two. There's headphone plugs on it. There's a couple of microphone plugs, and there's all these random. I don't actually know what the yeah. plugs do. I've never tried anything. If it's got more, chances are one of them is MIDI, MIDI in and out. So you, you, you walk through the mall at Christmas time, and there's a piano sitting there. Are you going to sit down and start playing? Um, I don't... I, I would. I would definitely <laughs> yeah. sit down on the piano and play something. It might yeah. not be something Christmassy, but it'll uh -huh. still be a song that I'll come up with. Because when I walk through the mall, there aren't French horns lying around for people <laughs> to play, so I don't have that option. <laughs> Those things tend to walk a, a, a bit more easily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can move right. a French horn a lot easy, more easier than... Although I, I, saw, I saw some guy on, on YouTube who actually um, rolled a piano. I think it was in Toronto. I can't remember where it was, but he rolled his piano around and he was busking <laughs> with the piano. It was, a, it was this uh, upright piano. It's a little hard on them. <laughs> oh, very oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean... The one in the uh, drama room isn't even as... I don't think it's as big as this one because it, it ends right about... Right. It, it, so this one's about a foot taller, but even that one is very heavy to move. Right. Okay, Jeevan, do you want to play us out with something? Sure. What, what is this? Uh, do you have a name for... Do you name your th compositions or, or no? Um, I don't... It depends... Like, sometimes I'll have an idea, I'll be like, okay, it's going to be called Wintertime in, I don't know, B.C., because that's what I see, you know, like the snow line streets or whatnot. And sometimes I won't call it anything, I'll just, it'll just be a song. And so this one's one I've come up with. It's, it's, it's kind of supposed to represent the um, like Christmas time in like one of those northern cities like Revelstoke or Merritt where it's kind of like you can see the snow falling the trees are coated with snow you know if you've ever seen sun peaks in the winter time uh -huh. you'll know what I'm talking yes. about so here it is it's like
that's like nostalgic. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like yeah. when, when I when I'm playing when I'm playing the. I just kind of see like snow slowly falling and it's, <laughs> and it's dark out, but not perfectly dark. Mm -hmm. Street lamps are glowing, the shop lights are glowing, people are walking with snow underfoot, you know. Amazing. Well, thank you, Jeevan, for, for joining us on the radio podcast. Uh, Jeevan Johal, coming to a mall near you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you. Awesome. All right.